You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. There was a Tour de France from Menin, I believe it was called, in the 50s that lasted a few years. There was one in 84 that was more significant that lasted five years. It did not stick around, did not get quite the, uh, you know, the broadcast, the attention, everything it needed to be sustainable. And also, you know, road cycling for women, it was, uh, it was just coming into its own. 84 was the first year there was um, a road race in the Olympics. I mean, it, it's been happening for men for, you know, the whole century. And this moment, and then, of course, there was La Course as well, which, um, you know, yes, Catherine Bertin and Emma Pooley and uh, Chrissy Wellington and, and, and Voss and a bunch of uh, people got together to put that event on, which was organized by ASO, but it was a one-stage event. And I think it grew to maybe two or three stages at most, but then back to one stage for like eight years. And, you know, it's now, you know, this, I think actually felt like it's gonna be here to stay (laughs) and that this is this was the actual like you know it it was the pomp and circumstance it was the iconic event that it needed to be and deserved to be that the women deserved the right time to do it even though it does feel so late but maybe this is also the time where we can showcase the best of women's cycling because there has been a couple years of, of increased investment in the sport to allow it to 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 allow the fans to build and the names to be known and the teams to even have the budgets to do this the riders to be paid to do this <laughs> That was Kate Verano. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I'm syncing up with Kate Verano, Director of Women's Strategy at Swift. New to Zwift? No problem. Zwift is the global online fitness platform for cyclists and runners, born from gaming. Zwift makes indoor training fun, social, and sweat-drenching. Thousands of cyclists and runners train in imaginary cool worlds like Watopia and the McCurry Islands or real-world destinations, New York City, London, Paris, France, and more. Zwift is also the title sponsor of the Tour de France Femme avec Zwift, which is what we're talking about today. Before we dive in, shout out to my partners at Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move or use our code CheersMarnie. 
Okay, back to Kate. I get the inside scoop on where the idea to set the wheels in motion to bring back this iconic women's cycling tour in an even bigger way with eight stages came to fruition. What it was like to be part of the pioneering team bringing this game-changing event and movement within women's cycling and sports to life and what the energy was like amongst the teams of pro cyclists and spectators on the ground in France throughout the race. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to the Apple Podcast app, click on the Marnie on the Move podcast, scroll through the episodes all the way to the bottom, then click on five stars and click on leave a review. Tell us what you love about this show. Also, feel free to screenshot the episode when you're listening and share it on your social platforms. Follow us on LinkedIn at Marnie on the Move, on Instagram at Marnie on the Move, and feel free to repost or tag or comment on any of these conversations. Now, speaking of conversations, on to my conversation with Kate. So how are you? I mean, you are so totally awesome. I'm so excited to talk to you about the Tour de France Femme. I am still floating on a cloud, and I hope I never come down. It was amazing. I just, I cannot believe, as a pro cyclist, it must be so, and someone who's been advocating for women in the sport of cycling and trying to get more women into the sport of cycling, it must be and feel so amazing to have been part of the team, the pioneering brand that really pulled this whole thing together with the Tour de France Femme. How do you feel? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it was absolutely surreal and thrilling and exhilarating and exhausting and incredibly special. It's weird. uh, Like I've never been involved in something where you feel a whole sport changing. Like you feel like this massive shift and you're, sharing it with so many women uh, that have worked for this on various levels and in the industry and on teams and ex-pros and stuff. And you're just looking at each other and you're kind of nodding and winking. And it's like, you know, we're never going back. (laughs) I mean, mean, obviously there are women who, you know, the Tour de France femme, maybe I I should let you tell me a little bit about the history of the Tour de France and then the Tour de France Mm -hmm. femme. And so kind of how, we got to where we are now and sort of a little bit behind the scenes of what's happening. So there was a Tour de France Femenin, I believe it was called, in the 50s that lasted a few years. There was one in 84 that was more significant that lasted five years. It did not stick around, did not get quite the, uh, you know, the broadcast, the attention, everything it needed to be sustainable. And also, you know, Road cycling for women, it was it was just coming into its own. 84 was the first year there was um, a road race in the Olympics. You know, I mean, wow. it, it's been happening for men for, you know, the whole century. And this moment, and then, of course, there was La Course as well, right. which, you know, yes, Catherine Bertin and Emma Pooley and uh, Chrissy Wellington and, and, and Voss and a bunch of people got together to put that event on, which was 
organized by ASO, but it was a one-stage event. And I think it grew to maybe two or three stages at most, but then back to one stage for like eight years. And now, you know, this, this I think, actually felt like it's going to be here to stay. (laughs) And that this is, this was the actual, like, you know, it it was the pomp and circumstance. It was the iconic event that it, that it needed to be and deserved to be that the women deserved the right time to do it, even though it does feel so late, but maybe this is also the time where we can showcase the best of women's cycling because there has been a couple of years of, of increased investment in the sport to allow it to, to, to allow the fans to build and the names to be known and the teams to even have the budgets to do this, you know, the riders to be paid to do this. <laughs> right. I mean, so much goes into it behind the scenes that, you know, as somebody who maybe is just watching the Tour de France on television or watching the U.S. Open or watching NFL, mm-hmm. like there's a lot that goes into that to oh, from massive. the day one of like recruiting athletes of athletes even existing to like eyeballs on the screen yeah. and people watching it. I mean, yeah, that there's so much that goes into it. And I remember when we spoke like a while back and we were just talking about women in cycling and, yeah. you know, you being at Zwift and having seen so many women on the platform during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. was it like shortly after that, and you and your team at Swift thought, started thinking about bringing this race to fruition or how did it happen? Yeah, it was actually, it was through the pandemic, but it was because we partnered with ASO to do a virtual tour de France in 2020, right. an exhibition event that was like a six day event. And awesome. Yeah. yeah. And we invited uh, World Tour pros to do it. And because we're doing it on Zwift, we um, we do everything uh, with complete parity on Zwift. So we did equal broadcast, equal distance, um, equal opportunity for men and women. And that was that event was a huge success. It was broadcast in like 130 countries. It uh, drew over 16 million views uh, over the six days. And the views were equally spread out among the men's and women's racing. We even switched up the broadcast each day as well, where one day the the men would start first and the next day the women would start first. And audiences were captivated. Uh, The women's racing was actually even better than the men's because I think they truly embraced this opportunity. They saw an opportunity to to be seen, to, you know, to perform, um, to entertain, and they had fun with it. And they really, they put their hearts into it. They put their legs into it and it was thrilling racing. Uh, and I think that was the proof uh, ASO needed to start that conversation with us uh, and to, you know, to really entertain a, a proper Tour de France femme stage race. Uh, it just, right. I think it was like about time and, but they needed a partner to come and just push them over the edge and make it happen and to commit to it, which we did for four years. And, and we were going to do it with them and we were going to, you know, we were going to, you know, help in every way we can. We were going to, you know, bring our audience, our community, our energy, you know, and, and most importantly, our investment. Yes. Most importantly. And I think that's what, I think that's how brands can really get involved too, is like investing in sport and putting their money where, the women yeah. are because that's that's what it takes and you know and the women certainly proved it in this race I mean I was watching from New York and you know 
first of all, the broadcast was amazing on yes. Peacock. So good. I watched it on Peacock. And I re- one of the things I love, which was so different than watching the men's races, was just getting a history of the areas and the regions that they mm-hmm. went through and the artists that lived there and like Beautiful. the culture. And so I actually like told my mom to turn it on because she's an yeah. artist and she loves France and she was so into it. She doesn't watch sports. I mean, she yeah. watches the U.S. Open. And I was trying to explain to her that like there's so much strategy yes. that goes into these rides. Yes. Right? It's not just like, oh, bike ride or no. you know, race. I mean, there's, there's yeah. so much. So the, what was that like with the women for the first time, like doing uh, these stages? And what was the chatter like on the ground? I mean, well, first of, first and foremost, the Tour de France is what it is because it's, it's like a cultural institution. You know, yes. it brings, you know, the, the beauty of France, the storytelling, the history of the sport. So for the, the, this, this edition of the women's race, it was, it was so thrilling for audiences to be pulled into that, that Tour de France storytelling. And just, it's, it's beautiful to watch. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just fun to watch. I think I, I could have anybody who doesn't know anything about cycling, flip it on and be uh, enraptured. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so for the women that I spoke to, uh, and I just could see and, and walk around the team buses, talking to team directors, talking to riders I know, talking to ex-pros, it was so overwhelmingly awesome. It was emotional. It was powerful. It was thrilling. The racing was so good. It was intense because it was eight stages. So everything was on the line. And so from start to finish, I mean, that's one thing I've heard from a lot of the audience is that, wow, like, you know, that was jam-packed. That was like, there was, yeah. you didn't want to miss a moment. And that's, I think the best way to launch this race is to show yeah. audiences, to show new fans, to show old fans, just how compelling of sports entertainment this is, um, just yeah. how, you know, epic the performances are. And then of course, uh, you know, against this backdrop of absolutely spectacular French countryside, you know? It's it's a it's such a great event. It's there's a reason it's the most sport most watched sporting event in the world. The you know? Tour de France, period. Yes. Yeah, that was one of the things that I thought was so interesting when I was reading and learning a little bit about mm-hmm. the Tour de France because I really I'm not a statistician. Yeah. I certainly didn't sit and watch the men's Tour de France like every. I mean, I watch yeah. it, but I'm, I wasn't yeah. as dedicated dip in and out a little bit yeah I mean there are so (laughs) many talented riders I learned so much as a cyclist just from the commentary and just like paying attention to and watching how these women were like strategically racing racing and learning about the teams and how they like pace each other and Mm -hmm. it was very cool before the Tour de France Femme I mean I maybe watched a couple stages of men's race I mean it was definitely entertaining for that's sure. great to hear that's great to hear yeah, yeah. i think I, I think you know i told a lot of people obviously like you know, yeah i mean i'm not nbc <laughs> but still i was trying i mean i think if everybody yeah. pitches in a little bit i mean that's that's where the eyeballs come from yep and that's a cool thing about uh you know and what makes this such an iconic moment and a, and a pivotal moment is yeah you could talk you know you could talk about most races and nobody would really know what you're talking about. Even Peru Bay is right. a huge race, but if you're yeah. non-cyclist, you don't know what it is. Yeah, you don't know it. But yeah. everybody knows what the Tour de France is. You know, the Tour de France for cyclists is bigger than the Olympics. It uh, it it transcends cycling as you know this you know absolutely iconic you know sporting event. So 
You know, that was I what mean, was fun about it was being able to talk to, you know, my parents who don't really know much about cycling, yeah. but man, they tuned in, you know, like my extended yeah. family. Like, you know, I heard riders tell me that uh, people from that they knew from grammar school and high school were messaging them and saying, I'm watching, I'm watching. Like, you know, people that never watch cycling, like it's, it's that compelling. It was amazing. And so people, local people or people mm-hmm. from around the globe come out and they park their campers yep. on the course. Yeah. That's next level. There were so many I, spectators. Yes. And that was awesome because I'll be honest, we were not sure if the the French people and just the, you know, any internationals traveling yeah. would come out in the droves that they come out to the men's race. It's a real thing to have, you know, maybe a half a million people lining the course every day yeah. for the men. And I, I was just blown away by the sidelines, by the start villages, the finish villages, the yeah. the the pivotal moments in the race of the, on the, the climbs and stuff. There would just be giant packs of people. Um, and and by the finish lines, it was like, you know, 10 deep on either side, uh, you know, for was, the last like 2K. It was so awesome. So I awesome. Mean, it, yeah. I mean, and sometimes you just like, you have to just like, like in cycling, you just have to take mm-hmm. that risk. Yep. You can't think about it for too long. So I feel like with what you did with Zwift and ASO and just like going all in with mm-hmm. eight stages and just like putting yourself out there. And I know that you guys are on board for at least another few years with this at least event three more years. and it's going to yes. grow. So how are you, how do you envision the growth of the race from like the teams and the cyclists to the partners and all that? Yeah, well, we want to grow the race in a sustainable way. Um, right. You know, women's cycling is still developing. You know, the, the there's 14 world tour teams that are, are really well funded, you know, pretty well funded, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but could yeah. always be better funded. Um, and then there's, you know, uh, there was an, another 10 UCI teams in, in, in the Tour de France. So 24 teams total. Right. And not all those teams have the same budgets. And that is right. like, you know, so you don't want to grow the, the race too fast that the, the, the teams can't keep up with it. So I think what we did this year in establishing the audience that is there, um, this is going to bring more investment into the sport. And that's exactly what we want. And uh, more opportunities for, for women to get paid real salaries to do this full time, right. which is going to you know, continually to, uh, to increase the depth of talent in the women's pro peloton. So we'll look to build the race. Like we'll definitely, we talk to uh, the teams and ASO about expanding the race uh, in, a, in a sustainable way over the next couple of years. Um, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like yet, uh, but I, you know, I definitely imagine a few more stages, probably not right away, not next year. You know, yeah. I mean, that the, the ride was probably decided for next year, pretty much. If but, anything, maybe the teams will add more riders. Like True. They're already now. talking potentially about, um, yeah. it was right now it was six riders per team of 24 teams and it might be seven next year. So, yeah. you know, growing in that way, but mostly we'll just be looking to promote in new ways and to bring new audiences to it because that's yeah. what's going to unlock, you know, more investment in the sport and the growth and elevation of women's cycling. I saw that L was a media de- sponsor, L magazine. Was that in my, like, I don't know if I saw oh, that. Oh, cool. Yes. They, I don't know. That's right. They, they I were, did right? see them. Yeah. And I saw, I saw them tweet about it and stuff. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
No, but I love, no, no, you can ask me anything. Um, I, that, I love that. And I, just in general, the non-endemic attention yeah, on this was important. thrilling. I mean, I did a yeah. live CNN interview. I got interviewed by Forbes, Washington Post, uh, Wall Street Journal was there, New York Times was there. Um, it was so exciting to see this transcend the typical cycling media even endurance sports yeah. media it was because this is this is you know this is a this sports is story Major. this is a yeah. cultural moment so yeah i mean and that, it comes at such exciting. a good time right i mean when you know when like yeah and when jill biden jill biden tweeted about it billy yeah. jean king tweeted about it and i just that's when i lost it that's when i i was like oh my god this is like it feels like this moment but she yeah. just cemented the deal it's surreal <laughs> Like one day you'll be like reflecting yeah. back on this, like, yeah. oh my God, I was part of that movement. Yeah. I love it. I, uh, I got my uh, niece and nephew. Uh, they're very little, you know, they're like, uh, I don't know, nine, uh, seven and nine. And yeah. I gave them caps and told them all about this event, you know, a couple months ago when I was working on it. And apparently they have been telling everybody that will listen <laughs> <laughs> like about the Tour de France family event, and That's it's so just cool. it is so cool. It it's is exciting. So it's something so easy to get behind and excited about, and to see it come to fruition and be an unprecedented success in every way. I mean, really, truly exceeding my expectations, exceeding ASO's yeah. expectation, exceeding the women's pro peloton's expectations. Yeah, we're we're really on to something. <laughs> it's about time. Are you still recruiting talent through the platform through like Zwift Academy? Zwift Academy. So yeah. the Zwift Academy program, yes, that's going to be starting up again in September. This is our global talent ID program and training program that is is a really uh, awesome training program for everybody. But yeah. we also use yes. it as a talent competition to win a pro contract, uh, and we work with uh, the women's pro team. Canyons Ram Racing, who won the yeah. overall team at the Tour de France Femme of Exwith. They were awesome. They were yes. so cool. Kasia got third uh, in the GC in the race. Uh, they had a phenomenal race. So we yes. will be still running that program. So we'll and Marianne Voss also crushed it. Oh, she's she's the Jumbo goat. Visma. She's yes. on Jumbo Visma, right? Yeah, she, she's the goat. Yeah. To see her in the yellow jersey and to see her welling up, you know, because yeah. that, of how emotional that was to pull on the Mayo Jean, you know, the yellow jersey. Yeah. Uh, she's won everything under the sun, but she wasn't able to win that because it didn't exist <laughs> and for women. And it is, there's, you know, the the men's pro peloton always says that there's, there's winning the Tour de France is bigger than Olympic gold. It's, you know, yeah. the, the Tour de France is, you know, that is the peak of cycling. That is as big as it gets in cycling. It's the most prestigious honor to, you know, to win a stage, to win the race, to win a Jersey. So to see her be overcome with emotion, um, mm -hmm. uh, after literally winning, you know, over 250 races, I believe, or something to that effect, <laughs> I mean, you know, and to see how much it, this one meant, you know, yeah, and she won two stages. Watching, you could see like yeah. how incredible it was. Like yeah. you could see the athletes, like you, you could see the cyclists, like even when they were riding, I mean, yep. Yeah, the emotion the and the, uh, yeah, yeah. the energy, the momentum was very palpable. It was, uh, you know, it was charged. The whole scene was charged. And now, I, did you get to ride it all? <laughs> I did. You know, not you much, did. of oh. course. I was mostly running yeah. around. 
Um, but I rode. Um, we had a, a very cool uh, opportunity as the title sponsor to ride the last 50K of the final stage before the I, race. That would be the stage I would want to do. It was not look like the climb, right? Like that's the hardest. Yeah. 50 K about, so about 30 miles and what was it? Maybe 1500 feet of climbing, 500 meters of climbing. I think at least, no, no, no. 1500 meters of climbing. It was huge. So it's like 3000 feet. 4,500. No, it was 4,500. I can't do math. Yeah. 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 They almost like times it by three. So 4,500 feet of climbing, like before the final stage, you know, before like, we're also as title sponsors, we have a lot going on that day. So, but I was like, there is no way I'm missing this opportunity. So that course uh, ends on two incredible climbs. uh, And the final climb ends on like 1k of gravel of this beautiful like powder white gravel that ends up going up to 25 percent grade uh right in the last like 200 meters in the race uh the motorbike was following uh as she went to you know to seal the deal with the yellow jersey and it the motorbike fell over because it was so steep I saw that. (laughs) It was that hard. There is, yeah, somebody, somebody saw me going, like, it was also really fun because it was lined with fans when we got, when we got up, when we went up there. So we got a little glimpse of what that feels like to be, uh, you know, just feel like you're being pulled up the climb by the fans. Cause like, I don't know if I could do that without fans there. (laughs) It was so hard. And you, but you also, you also have some skills when it comes to gravel. I mean, I know you're like really into gravel as well. I do love my gravel. I'm heading out to Steamboat actually tonight, uh, you know, oh, you for are. the Steamboat gravel race this weekend, which is a phenomenal event. So I do love, is Bernie love going some gravel. Too? Is, Bernie um, is going. Because I thought Bernstein. I saw on his Instagram. I'm like, I know someone, Andrew Bernstein, yeah. he is heading to do that as well. He's also like amazing. Yeah. At, like, Sorry to bring him into the conversation. No, he he's one of, one of my best buddies. And guy. I yeah. now have the pleasure of working for him. He's our senior PR manager at Zwift. And that is like a dream that we get to work together now because we've known each other probably for 15 years. Yeah. So you're you're riding in Steamboat. I am. Yes, I'm That's riding exciting. it. Uh, we're uh, also hosting a shakeout ride on Fridays. Zwift is hosting a shakeout ride with Lauren DeCrescenzo, who won last year's race. And she trains a lot on Zwift. So just another opportunity to connect with the community and to, you know, to just be a part of these events that uh, bring a lot of new people into cycling. Um, Steamboat is a great example of an event that really just like reaches out with open arms to anybody that loves to bike and creates this incredibly fun, challenging uh, experience that, uh, you know, you can, there's just such a range of of riders and distances. It's just a fun event. Really great great. event. I wish I lived on on the West Coast. (laughs) Come visit. I always say that every time we talk, it's like, I don't know, the grass is always greener. I like New York (laughs) City, but I would like to get into gravel and more cycling. And I am coming to do that ride in Santa Barbara. It's gone from me doing it as a century to maybe 60 miles. All right, but that's good. see by the time October rolls around how I feel. Nice. Um, Do you have like a by the numbers from this event, from the Tour de France Femme, like that you've been like sharing that you can share with the listeners? We have... We haven't gotten anything yet except for the TV audience for yeah. French TV. And that okay. was off the charts. I'm looking at it right now. Um, it averaged over the eight stages 2.25 million viewers in France alone, 
which is a 26% audience share. That's insane. Um, I believe the men's average is a little over three per stage. So that's that's huge. Uh, There was a peak audience of 5.1 million on that final stage. This is just in France. So I cannot wait until we pull all the European data. It takes a little bit to get uh, Nielsen ratings and all the different things from Peacock as well. But by all accounts... And by, all by my phone on. blowing up, like people, you know, telling me that they're yeah. watching. Yeah. <laughs> all, I'm sure on social. To, that it was very well watched, very well received. I mean, you've even been getting a lot of like a huge amount of like shout outs on LinkedIn, which is yes. you know, everybody's so excited on LinkedIn about yeah. the Tour de France fam. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a recognition that this is a, one of those moments in sport. I mean, Look at, look at uh, you know, what the 1999 soccer team, women's team that won the U.S. Uh, World, won yeah. the World Cup, the U.S. team that won the World Cup. Look what that did for soccer participation and for, for women in the U.S. You know, uh, that's what we want to do with this event. You have to see it to, you know, to dream it, to be it. And we're hoping that, you know, by uh, audiences tuning in, by young girls watching, by young boys watching that, you know, it, yeah. it, that, that inspiration is going to drive participation and it's just going to, you know, get more people on bikes, build more fans, you know, and then also just, you know, more, more activity. So that's all a good thing. Like, are you doing anything on like the grassroots, like ground level? I mean, you do enough with <laughs> and all the things that you yeah. do, but are you doing any other initiatives to get kids on bikes or anything like that? Or do you support any initiatives that are about that? Like just getting in at the ground level with kids. You know, we, we don't, yeah, we don't, I wouldn't say we specifically do a lot with kids on the platform. We do, uh, you know, we do have like a family plan and things like that that where uh, there's a a lot of kids on Zwift, but mostly we're looking for ways to support other outside initiatives. We'll be, you know, kind of looking for ways that we can contribute to, you know, developmental programs. We work with a wonderful team, team, uh, 2024, who is a, a great development team uh, in the U.S. run by Nicola Cranmer for, oh God, over over 12 years, I think. Uh, okay. She's been running that team. And uh, they do a great job of getting women into racing and, and really identifying talent at an early age and helping build that pathway to, because it's hard yeah. to go from kind of being interested, being competitive to like, being able to race and get to races yes, and get the training. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but beyond that, like, you know, we're just going to keep finding ways to uh, build community and to, you know, support uh, different groups and programs and clubs that are, uh, are, are creating, you know, support structures to bring women into, into riding yeah. and into racing. Awesome. Well, this is yeah. great. I'm so glad we got to catch yeah. up. I'm so excited, like for all of this. Um, and like the growth of the Tour de France femme. And I definitely want to come next year. I think you should be there. (laughs) I definitely am going to get one of those campers. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a great way to to see France. I need to level up my cycling. I got to get on Zwift. (laughs) I'm serious though. I've got to get on Zwift. I'm like, this is the only place I can ride my bike right now. I think it's like, well, for temp, like I'm on a, I'm in a two day timeout. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, you'll be right back at it. And, you know, yeah, and as you're healing up too, Zwift is a great yeah. place just because, you know, you can limit all the factors that, you know, and it's, it's just a super safe place to ride, you know. I also think I have to get back out on the road, like getting back. Oh, yeah. Kind of it's a big, yes. wait too long. It's yeah. important. 
I am assuming that most of my listeners are on Zwift. <laughs> and if they're not on Zwift, you got to get on Zwift. And the reason why is because it is just so much fun. There's a huge community of cyclists and women and just cool people that are like right on when you're in your pain cave. Yeah. yeah like so much motivation, really awesome. whether you want to do like a fun social ride or you want to train with Kristen Armstrong, three-time Olympic gold medalist. The pacer bots are so great oh, and we're really so expanding good. those. So that means yeah. like, you know, you can go out on a ride and know exactly how long it's going to take. And you have, you know, basically a, an avatar that you can just stick with that avatar and, you know, get your very, you know, you know, efficient training in. It's a lot of fun. And then also have a big group to do it with. Always. Yeah. Always I love that. somebody to I, ride with. I really, I really love when I get to jump into like group rides and yeah. I'm not doing like the training that my coach put in. So I look yes. forward to that in the fall. Um, but one question, which forgive me if I missed an email, but are you bringing the Tour de France Femme courses onto is it already up there like did i miss it no uh, no we have um okay. we, we won't bring in like full courses we don't quite do that um but what we do have is a beautiful french world that we built yes. for the 2020 tour de france virtual and we've decked out that world with um yeah. tour de france femme of x with branding and fun like you know a, a giant scotty the squirrel blimp and yeah. all these beautiful elements that sort of bring our support of the race into the world of Zwift. And we, ha- yeah. we do have a Champs-Élysées. We have a Paris uh, map as well that it really feels like you're riding um, that, fi- that you know, the final stage of the men's, which was the first stage of the women's this year. Right. Um, you know, you're going around the Arc de Triomphe and, and seeing all the iconic Paris elements. So we have, uh, you know, uh, worlds and in, ends with that really do feel like you're riding the French countryside and seeing yeah. the sunflowers and the hot air balloons. And it's a really, it's a really magical experience. So I saw, was there, is there a new French course in there? I saw something that I didn't see before. I mean, I do, I like, I do um, Rule Ma Poule. Oh, I love Rule Ma Poule. <laughs> yes, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, uh, we um, haven't added a new uh, route this year, but uh, maybe I just, there's, maybe there's I a good just amount of routes in there. saw something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I love the new UI too. But anyway, nice. I, I know that you're like running around. I'm so glad to have connected with you. And yeah, and people can, can people still watch the Tour de France? Uh, I know it was live. Yes, you can watch it on GCN. You can you can watch it on Peacock. Um, I'm actually going to go back and watch all of it on both because I was running around so much at the race. I only got to catch like, you know, the last 40K of each stage. So I'm actually going to go back and really like like we talked about. It's just beautiful entertainment. It's, uh, you know, there's all the storytelling and and and, uh, visuals and then, you know, just the actual action. It's, it's yeah. just a really fun it sport to watch. So the, I'll be having that on a lot. <laughs> videography was incredible. Like the drones were amazing. Yes. It's, I like want, I mean, I, the it production's made, I mean, I always, incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think that that's also one of the keys to unlocking, you know, a brighter future for women's cycling is giving the treatment that the men's tour has enjoyed for so long. Yeah. And that, that is, you know, creating compelling sports entertainment is, is a, is, is a production thing. You know, you need yeah. multiple motors, motos with cameras, you need drones, you need great commentators, you need graphics and all these things that is, you know, have not been equal over these years. And when, when yeah. we do see, you know, new camera angles, we had, there was, um, race radio, you could hear 
the team directors in their cars yes. talking to the riders. That was an innovative thing that was very exciting. That was very cool. So all of that, that, that brings you into the race and that makes there. it so much fun to watch. And also for newer audiences to understand what's going on and to just be yeah. really captivated by this race within the race and, you know, and everything that's happening out there, you know, you, you, you pan back and it's this beautiful Peloton riding through the sunflowers, but then you zoom, zoom in and, you know, it's gritty and it's, it's thrilling and it's, you know, risky and crazy. And it's, that's the beauty of cycling, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, it, that basically is life. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the truth. Instagram versus reality. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, that is like, that's what I love about endurance sports is that yeah. like you go out there, you put yourself in these situations intentionally, you're like competing, you're racing, yep. you're competing with yourself, whether you're in a Peloton or not. And you know, then you come back and you have like your job. Yeah. Right? And you're like, if I could do that, then this uh-huh. job is easy. Yeah. <laughs> You can do it's anything. The, it's the unpredictability. It makes you feel alive. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's why people watch sports, you know, uh, yeah. and that's why it's, you know, and that's that what's, what makes this event so incredibly compelling is just not knowing what's going to happen next. And women's racing especially is so dynamic and yeah. it, it's aggressive and they attack a lot and it's less predictable than the men's side. And we really saw that in this race. It was thrilling. The attacks were amazing. Some of them I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Was this? And some people just, like, attack and they go all out. Yeah. And, like, if they – that's their goal. That's it. They're yeah. just going all out. They don't not go – their goal is not to finish first. It's just yeah. to, like, be a distraction or something. Yeah. And well, also for your sponsors. If you go out on yeah. the front and you're off they the front you. for yeah. 40K – you know, the camera's on you the whole time, all those names yeah. on the kit and, you know, and, uh, you know, who, you know, who sponsors your helmet, who sponsors your shoes. It's just part of the, uh, the beauty of the sport, you know, is, is, uh, you know, just, you know, th- those moments that, uh, yeah, that, I don't know, they give, they give so much attention to everybody that's investing in the sport. So it's just kind of part of the fun of cycling. A lot of the brands sell like kits on their website too, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of the teams will sell them yes. on their website in case people want like team paraphernalia. Yep. That's that a big word? thing in cycling. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Especially the Canyon SRAM kit is a big popular one because yeah. they, they've always had some really cool designs. Very, very fun designs. Did uh, you have, now do you have a, like any kind of like paraphernalia that you're selling at Zwift from the tour? No, we were giving away caps and musettes throughout uh, the race. Yes. Those are yeah. super fun. Uh, and those are a huge hit. So I will be looking to create some fun fan collection next year so that people can support yeah. their uh their their enthusiasm and their in their fandom so yeah i'd say keep keep your eyes out uh we'll definitely be having something fun next year yeah because those were a huge hit this year it was really fun to give them out at the race and send them out to people in advance of the race just to start getting people excited, excited about what it's yeah. going just knowing that this is happening do some, like some jerseys yeah for like March, it should be good. So I know. Like get out, start riding, and people are speaking my language. Like a conversation piece. Yep. Yeah. Well, I love having you on the podcast, Kate. Anytime you have something new and exciting at Zwift, and you want to come on and talk about it, I'm here. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and it's just super fun to connect. I'm so psyched for you. Um, I'm a little fangirl at the moment. Um, <laughs> I've been fangirling the whole time, though, oh. but like for with good reason because honestly. <laughs> 
this is a movement I could get behind. Yes, I, I feel your uh, I feel your support. I feel your enthusiasm, and you're getting more people to know what's going on here and why it's yeah. so special. And that's a huge part of it. And that's that was the other really exciting thing about this event is that it's not like oh Zwift is doing you know Zwift is out here promoting this event. It's like all yeah. the sponsors involved, all the riders. It was like this collective, and that's yeah. what really drove the attention and the enthusiasm is just, you know, women work together and we are all just so excited about this, this huge moment in women's yeah. cycling. And, and there was just, it was so much fun to be there with other partners and commentators and journalists uh, that, you know, had been waiting so long for this moment and we were all there able to share it and celebrate together. So that's a big thing. I'm just curious, like, are you in charge of bringing on additional sponsors with Zwift, even though you're the title sponsor? No. Or is it no. ASO? ASO, ASO yeah. ASO works all the partnerships. So um, there's a ton of different partnerships. Each jersey is sponsored, like Live Cycling uh, sponsored the white jersey, which was a really cool partnership. Yeah. So as the title sponsor, we just run with that. And I hope that we're a catalyst for more people investing because uh, it's a great investment and it's only going to help the sport grow and bring more fans uh, to watch this incredible action. Gold mine. Any of my like guests that have been on this podcast that are listening or any of yeah. my partners like need to get on board. Oh, yeah. Women's cycling yeah. Is, is hot right now. Very hot right yeah. now. And it's here to stay. It is. For sure. And it's gravel definitely too. here to it's stay. Huge. Gravel's so. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, awesome. Marnie. Well, happy graveling this weekend. Thank Post you. Some fun pictures on uh, Instagram.